the stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey-ish Twilight Vampire. Deep in the Heart of Twilight. <laughs> it's Deep in the Heart of Twilight. Our last episode of Deep in the Heart of Twilight. I mean, yes, it is. Until last they make episode. that Edward POV movie. I can't imagine that they would bother making that movie because it would literally just be the same shit from the first movie. They have but three like, different Spider-Mans. I, well, I mean, yeah. I think that more people want to watch Spider-Man than want to watch a rehashing of Twilight, though. Yeah, I would much rather watch 18 Spider-Mans. I mean, you're talking to somebody who hasn't even watched all of the Spider-Mans. Because... I haven't watched any of the Spider-Mans. <laughs> any of the new Spider-Mans? I don't, I've never seen Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I, I've never seen it. I've seen one Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, and like... It kind of disappointed me that, okay, because everybody fucking loves Andrew Garfield, right? And I find Andrew Garfield to be very enjoyable in many, many things. I still remember him as, like, the pig man on Doctor Who. Um, he no, was the pig he man was, on Doctor He was Who. a friend of the pig man. I don't think he actually got turned into a pig. Yeah. Either but way. He was on Doctor Who. He was on Doctor Who with an American accent, which I always thought was kind of funny. Um, but uh, anyway, point is, I watched the first one and by the time he was handing her the eggs from his backpack I was like I just don't I don't think I I don't think I get that I don't think that Spider-Man is for me <laughs> like I have watched the Marvel Spider-Mans like the um the ones with Tom Holland because like I am a whore See, for the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I will literally watch whatever they put out on screen so um, I I have watched those, and honestly, I kind of like Tom Holland because I really like that they made Spider Man like young and stupid. <laughs> I do. I I have seen the classic Into the Spider Verse. I mean, that movie was phenomenal, and I've also phenomenal. seen that. So good. Yeah, I haven't. I I think I only watched the first Tobey Maguire one because it turns out I just don't like Tobey Maguire that much. Um, <laughs> And I, I've only seen the one Andrew Garfield one, and that was at under duress because a friend of mine um, picked it to watch. A friend of mine who was going through a divorce picked it to watch when we were all over at somebody else's house, and I was like, okay, well, I can't. I mean, he's going through a divorce. I'm just going to let him have this one. <laughs> and there were other hills to die on. There are other hills to die on, and I was kind of curious because everybody is like, Andrew Garfield, but I was never going to watch it on my own. Um... And that's all the Spider-Mans, right? It's three different Spider-Mans in recent memory. In recent years, yes. That is all the Spider-Mans. Okay, yeah. So those are the Spider-Mans I've seen. And I'm done. I don't need to watch any more Spider-Mans. <laughs> like, if, if Tom Holland leaves and they reboot it yet again, that will be... Uh, no, I don't, I don't give a shit. I don't need to see the same story about a boy bitten by a spider reenacted with different minor details. Like, Tobey Maguire produces his own webs. Tom Holland does not. Why? Nobody knows. But he can cling to the side of a building without any equipment. They don't really explain that. But okay, fine. <laughs> this is deep in the heart of Twilight. And Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, sorry. I didn't mean to go off about Spider-Man. Um, but we were, we were like, we're going to talk a little bit about Twilight. And then I want to talk about another movie that blew up my Christmas. But it was in a good way. Okay. Um, okay. So... Let's start with Twilight. I did not write down three red flags and three good things because, like, honestly, these movies have stopped being about Bella and Edward. 
Yeah. Um, uh, I I wrote, I mean, I took my notes, obviously. We I took watched, notes, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. We, we had to watch it. Uh, we did. Because it goes off of Netflix tomorrow, I think. Good um, riddance. And good, Godspeed. Yep. <laughs> no one else needs to watch these movies. No mm-hmm. one does. Although, I will be 100% honest and tell everyone that I actually do own the fifth movie on Apple. Why? Because I didn't see it in theaters and it was the easiest way to watch it after it came out. Because oh I want I had to complete the full five movie viewing experience. Uh this was 15 years ago, so like I wouldn't make the same choices now as an enlightened 40-year-old. But like well, I mean, yeah. I don't actually know if it was 15 years ago. It was not that long. It was ago, a million. It was a million was, years ago. <laughs> it was a million quarantine years. Okay, like yeah, it was pre-pandemic. All of those years are the all same. of those years run together. I was just born yesterday. Like that's where we are now. Okay. So. Um, I I have so it, well in my notes I highlighted a couple things to really pick out and stuff like that. But at this point, I think it's just gonna have to devolve into a discussion of fucking Twilight. Okay. I do want to say before we get started on the fucking Twilight parts that I genuinely do love the music in these films. Like, you know, it's super good. It's so like the, the Bella's theme from the first movie that they carry all the way through. I just fucking love it. I love it so much. The, all, the music is so good. And they really like, I feel like they spent all of their money on hiring a really good composer and none of it on the CGI. And licensing good songs. And licensing good songs. But like, like that Thousand Years song, I was singing along with that at the credits. Uh, I adore that song so it's much. It's a great and song. speaking of the end credits, I do love, and I know I'm skipping like two hours ahead, but I do like that they gave everybody across all three movies like a moment in the credits. Uh-huh. And, like, and identify- I actually, well, so actually I think that starts at the beginning too. Like the beginning credit sequence is fu- fucking phenomenal. It mm-hmm. is one of the three things I highlighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it felt they very... Went, they went all out on those. I don't know why, because it's just the fucking credits, but they really went hardcore on those. Yeah, and they're really good. And it yeah. felt like a, like a Marvel movie experience where they've got the really good act, like credit sequence. Yeah, yes. They, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's my first thing. And then we go immediately into vampire lore question. If she's The reason that she's so strong in the beginning is after she first turns into a vampire, and they sort of explain this in the movie to go into it better in the book, is that she has all of her human blood still running through her, right? So if she has all of her human blood still running through her, making her so fucking strong right now, why, why, why does she wake up thirsty? I... Listen, I ain't got a, I got, I got nothing. Why I got she, nothing. Why she wake up needing to hunt? <laughs> I, I just assumed that it was the newborn thing, but you're right. The newborn thing was because they had the human blood. Yeah. The newborn thing is because they had human blood and they were so strong. And so everything. So if they are so infused with human blood, why need to eat? Also, not a vampire lore question, but just a movie effects question. How are we five movies deep? And it still looks like that. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, <laughs> you know, the, like honestly, the most egregious CGI was the fucking baby. Obviously. Oh my god. Okay, that is literally highlighted below. But I just, I, I'm, I'm still stuck on the the Bella hunting sequence. I don't know. I'm stuck on the Bella hunting sequence. Not only because the CGI is so fucking bad. 
But because there's like a cougar yowl yes. when she eats the deer. <laughs> no, she ate the cougar. Oh, I thought she got the deer. I was no, so see, maybe, confused. Maybe you were like four four cups deep into a bottle of wine at that point. But I no. was absolutely not paying attention. I, like, yeah. There, you, I can only give these at most half of my attention. So she uh, that she's going for the deer and then she sees a cougar come up. And then she like cougar starts to pounce at the deer and she like does this flying leap and intercepts the the cougar, wrestles the cougar to the ground, and then like the cougar just kinda of, it was weird because there's this again, very bad CGI moment where mm-hmm. she's like cradling the cougar in her arms while it just kind of looks up at her and doesn't do anything. And then she like bleh, like eats it. Oh my god. It was weird. So why? Why? Why are That's we my like question. this? Why are we I don't like know. this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then they CG the baby. And then they CG the baby. And the like. And I that like, was it because hundred percent possible to get newborn babies. It is hundred yeah. percent possible for big. But they wanted her to look like the like the character that they or maybe like the actor that they had hired to play the little girl, which like. I guess I kind of get because they wanted her to look consistently the same as they were growing up. But if that's what you're going to do, do better. Also, you could just hire a baby to do that. You could just hire a baby. But you've got to have a rapidly aging baby and those don't actually exist. Right. But, like, you don't need to, like, hire the same baby for the whole movie. Well, you could have if you did it, like, boyhood. Yes. That is what they should have done. They should have filmed They Twilight should have waited eight over, years. Over eight years. They should have started the fourth, the fifth movie first and then made the other four. And then they were like, ta-da, we have the fifth movie already ready already. That's how they should have done it. Can you fucking imagine how angry... Everyone in the cast would be about that. Oh I, my god. I just picture Robert Pattinson. Because, okay, so I know that you were happy that we reached the fifth movie, but I don't think anybody... Like, on a scale of one to Robert Pattinson, how excited are you to be done with these? So fucking excited. I'm probably not Robert Pattinson. He I mean, he quite he literally had... the person who hates Twilight the most in the entire world. It's true. Although I will say he's also like one of the highest paid actors in that film. Yeah, but at uh, some point it doesn't yeah, matter. No, oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, so I do want to highlight before we move on too, too much further. Um, one of the things that I hate most about the, the like all out of everything that the, these movies and books throw at you. One of the things that I hate most is not even Jacob imprinting on Renesme, which is also a terrible name, but it is the implication afterwards, not even the implication, flat out stating that the reason that Bella needed Jacob by her while she was pregnant was because of Renesme and their their pre-birth bond, if you will. But mm-hmm. then further, the implication that their friendship from the start was based on the egg's desire to have Jacob around. (laughs) Because he flat out states, we never made sense before. Meaning their entire fucking friendship has never made sense. I know. And like, 
in the second half of the book and throughout this entire fucking movie, Bella gave zero shits about having Jacob around. Where, like, it was a pathological need before. I... The relationships in this whole thing are so fucked up. I know. I know. They're just so fucked up. Like, there's no, no getting around how every single relationship is formed around some sort of heterosexual romance. Yes. Every single one of them. Yes. Like... Like, even the friendship between Jacob and Bella was formed not a the, friendship. It was always friendship. Bella's egg. It was always Bella's egg. And I will say one of the few things that I really fucking enjoyed in this movie was Bella getting angry at Jacob. Not, you know, for being imprinted or anything like that. <laughs> Which was awful. I mean, she was angry about that, too. But the part where she like fucking texts it because he nicknamed her daughter Nessie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 You no, that part was great. You daughter after the Loch Ness monster. He did. It was the only good line in this movie. No. Um. I. Uh, okay. There was a scene that I liked more than that, but it wasn't a line, so I'm gonna go ahead and give you that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking very specifically about the dialogue on this Yes. I think, for me, I did come to the realization after five fucking movies that Twilight isn't a romance. Mm-hmm. It's the suddenly rich fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Like, if Edward wasn't a rich ass cool vampire and he like lived in the fucking streets because he was too full of vampire angst i don't think bella would be with him and i'm not saying that like bella is a gold digger or anything like that i'm saying that specifically i think the construction of this was that there's a better life for bella through this romance uh, I don't, I mean, that might have been Stephanie Meyer's motivation, but I don't think that she played that out in the dialogue or the motivations she wrote for Bella. No, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying it's Stephanie Meyer's. Like, I don't think that Bella was trying to be like that. I, I don't think, think that, that Stephanie Meyer's would have written a romance between a straight person and Bella, no. <laughs> that's Ever. what I'm saying. I'm saying that, like, as a construction of a novel, as a as construction of a series, right, like, the idea isn't necessarily just this perfect romance. It's that this perfect romance is bringing to a better life. Yeah. Yeah, like, for sure. And um, I'm just like, oh, everything makes more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I guess I kind of get it, but, like, uh. I did like that, like, now that Bella was a vampire, like, Edward was, like, the absolute most wife guy. Yes. Yes. Like, I... He also love that. Fully, like, on board now. Like, no more The angst. dynamic between them in this film was probably the healthiest that we've seen. A hundred percent. This is a relationship that I could actually get behind. Yeah, yeah. Like, the tortured, punishing himself Edward was so tired by the fourth film. This was a lot more fun. This was so much more fun. Especially even that in the fight scene. 
like I, we're way skipping ahead, but like yeah. they're teaming up as like the power dynamic yep. couple. Yeah, that was I also really love cool. Edward cheering her on in that scene where she's arm wrestling um, Emmett. Yes, the training yep. montage. Yep, the training montage was great. Tra- um, before we skip too too far ahead, um, I want to yell about Jacob Jacob taking Bella's choices away from her again. Yeah, by <laughs> revealing himself to Charlie. So tired of that dynamic of yeah. Jacob just deciding that he knows best. Well, so here's what I wrote down was I do kind of agree with Jacob about Charlie in that I don't think it's good for Bella to just all of a sudden cut him off. No, no. And that like, but I didn't did write down I in wrote, I mean, I kind of agree with Jacob re Charlie, yeah. but once again, yeah. literally not talking to Bella about what she wants. I wrote down in the notes, need to know, and then, well, I need to know if you had a crotch goblin. Um, Because, you know, you do. Um, But uh, I am, I I was very frustrated with the way that he went about that. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, I guess, like, I sort of understand if he's, like, imprinted on Bella, or on Bella's baby. uh, He is highly genetically motivated to keep it around. Yeah. Still weird and creepy, but I get that. But, like, it just sucks. They should have just had a conversation about it. They should have just had a fucking conversation about it. And also, I think it's a little bit fucking wild that, like, in this, I need to get married to Edward and therefore I need to, and I need to be a vampire whole situation that, like, not once in the first four fucking movies was it ever really, really talked about that, like, Bella's never going to see Charlie again. Yeah. Her decision is, yeah, no, I want to die really bad and never see my dad, who I love again. Or my mother. Or my mother. I never want to see anyone I love except for Edward and his family again. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like that could have been a bigger plot point amongst all the fucking angst. Sure could have been. Like, if you're going to give me a ton, like, four fucking movies of angst, that should be in there. Yep. And it wasn't. No, you're correct. It should have been. (sighs) Everything about this fucking movie just doesn't make any sense. And that's even before we get to the part where their heads still pop off, which is still fucking wild. I did write down, uh, you know, they don't seem to go to an extraordinary amount of effort to rip people's heads off. (laughs) Right? And I mean, like, I get that they're, like, supernaturally strong and shit like that, but, like, stone is not easy to break. No, even when you're very strong, it is not even easy. Even when break. you're very strong, it is not easy to break. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we've, we've skipped over the part that I really, like, my favorite shot in the entire film is when we are hearing the story about the immortal child and why, or children, and why um, the Denali sisters are so, like, why she would go to the Volturi and tell them about uh, Renesmee. Uh-huh. And my, my, my very favorite is when Dakota Fanning is holding this baby and she's standing by the fire and they've ripped off the mom's head and all this kind of stuff. And then Dakota Fanning is just looking at this baby like, I don't know what a baby is. What does one do with the baby? This is a weird baby. And then just yeets it straight into the flames. I, I have never laughed that hard at like a fucking tragedy in my entire life. A baby has died and all I'm doing is laughing until I cried. <laughs> It was just like she was looking at it, like, "Oh, look at that!" Yeet. <laughs> you know what? I will say this: like, 
for as much as I complain about Twilight not going far enough into camp to actually be enjoyable, because it doesn't. It really fucking doesn't. Uh-huh. I feel like everybody who is a Volturi got it. Everybody who is a Volturi everybody. got it. Because Martin, the, yeah, er, Martin my Michael other, Sheen. Yes. My other favorite part is when, oh, what was his name? Hang on, I gotta go down there, because I wrote it down. Marcus, when he's dying in the in the, in the the fantasy, like, holding out his arms and just going, finally. <laughs> and, like, getting ripped apart also made me laugh until I cried. Like, I mean, the, this is high comedy, you guys. Yeah, like the Volturi fucking nailed it. Everybody. I mean, Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Uh, Michael Sheen. Who's that guy that I recognize, but I cannot place his fucking name with the long blonde hair? Uh, oh. the not the young blonde hair. Yeah, guy, right? yeah, young blonde hair. Oh, let me look him up real quick. Okay, he got it too. Like he played the snivelly, whiny vampire yeah. guy. Well, and and the, the the guy I was just mentioning, also like, perfect. Also perfect is this guy that's like, oh, I'm just ready to die. <laughs> Like, yeah, you are. You've been alive for a long time. I get it. And like, okay. yeah, they went really far into camp. And Okay, they... that was Christopher Heyerdahl, who's been on Supernatural, Stargate Atlantis, blah, 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 all of this. Like, yeah. he's been in a million things. Who's the other one? It was Kai. Caius? It was Caius. Where the fuck is Caius? Oh, there he is. Jamie Campbell Bauer, who was... The young Gellert Grindelwald in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. And also Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. He was Jay Swayland in The Mortal Instrument City of Bones. He was in Rock and Rolla. That's probably where I know him from. Um, he was in 10 episodes of a show called... Oh, since we're doing Camelot. people we recognize from other things, fucking Tissaia! From The Witcher. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She's one of the Denali sisters. She was. Way hotter is to say it, though. Yes. Obviously. Also, God, I don't know. It was just the amount of CG on this kid. I know. Really she was hard to look at. It was so hard to look at until they finally stopped CGing her. Which is sad because she's actually, like, such a pretty person. <laughs> like... No, she was gorgeous, you know, like what yeah. like the kid that you would put in a movie. Like yeah. <laughs> Yep. Oh man. I will say and like as much as we're props as we're giving the Volturi actors chewing what parts they had. Uh I could not bring myself to give a shit about the tension in this movie. And the no. coming Volturi war because well, know, you were barely watching hot. it. Let's I be was very, <laughs> barely watching it, but like also like I don't know. They're just, Stephanie Meyer is just not good at building tension. She's not good at building tension. And this is somebody else attempting to build tension off of Stephanie Meyer's refusal to build tension. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, that's I what I think about that. <laughs> I kind of was like, all right. We're going to do little road trips. We're going to go places. And Rami Malek was... <laughs> yes! Yes, yes. Ray, like, the he was definitely one that I wrote down and was like, I forgot he was in this movie. Also, Lee Pace! I know! 
Lee Pace coming in is like the best rock and roll vampire I've ever seen in my life. I know. Yeah. I also think, wait, let's talk about a fun movie before we talk about racism again. <laughs> so this Christmas, my we, we gathered with all nine of my nieces and nephews. So we had like 18 people together in my parents' ranch. And one afternoon to entertain the kiddos and like give all the grownups a break, we put on Encanto for them. Oh, yeah. So I didn't watch the whole thing because I was, you know, dealing with the kids that didn't want to sit down and watch a movie. But I did hear the song Pressure. No, what is it? I haven't seen Under it Under Pressure I'm... or something like that. I can't remember how, what, what the actual name of it is. But, like, so I decided when I got back up to the, my house to watch it again. And I have since watched it five times. <laughs> because I love it. <laughs> like... The songs live in my head rent free. I am continually saying we don't talk about Bruno. I am like, if if you give me half a second of silence, one of the movies from one of the songs from that movie is going through my head. I fucking love that movie so much. So if you haven't watched Encanto yet, here is my like overwhelmingly positive recommendation for it. It was phenomenal. Like I, top five my, Disney movies of all time. Phenomenal. It is on my list of things to watch. And, like, I'm not the list I, like, when people give me a recommendation, that list that you lie about. Right. It is on the actual list of things I actually do want to see, but I know it's going to make me ball like a baby. <laughs> I cried. the I, I didn't cry when I'm with the nieces and nephews because, like I said, I didn't watch the whole thing. But, like, I have cried every single time. And not only have I cried while watching the movie, but I've cried just listening to the songs. <laughs> It is, it is absolutely 100% a tearjerker of a movie. Keep tissues nearby. And that's why I haven't watched it yet, because I feel like I need to be in the space where that's a safe thing for me to do. Well, and if you need a companion to go through that with you, <laughs> please know that I am down to rewatch it at any moment. Excellent. Excellent. I, God, did, I love that movie. Uh, I did watch... Um, my favorite Disney movie rewatched that again recently, which is the classic Sleeping Beauty. But then I put on after Little Mermaid, man, banger soundtrack. Yeah. Banger soundtrack. Yes. The Little Mermaid is a great soundtrack. I also love the Sleeping Beauty is probably um, one of my favorites, if not my favorite, uh, followed closely by the Little Mermaid. Um, but I was also, like, I grew up in the 80s, and I was that emo kid that had the copy. I don't even remember who made this movie anymore. But it was a, um anime or animated uh, Little Mermaid that ended the way the original fairy tale ended, which oh, I don't shit. know if you know this, but it ends with her turning into seafoam. Yeah, no, I knew that. But like... Yeah. So for, for any of you who don't know this, the original fairy tale of the Little Mermaid ends with the sea witch telling... Um, how was it? The Sea Witch? Anyway, somebody told uh, the Little Mermaid, whose name was not Ariel in that movie, that she, to to turn back into a mermaid and be back with her family under the sea, she had to kill the prince, this guy she was in love with. And so she goes and she tries to do it and she can't. So she like basically slips, slips away into seafoam on the, on, the, on the water. And that was it. That was the end of that fucking movie. And I watched that so many times. And like, then the the Disney Little Mermaid came out, and I was like, this isn't in the right way. <laughs> but I still loved it. I watched it a trillion times. But 
I was, I was, and, and yes, the music does slap, but I was also like, where's my, I, I think that's why I love angst so much now is because like, that's what I was raised on was that. And the last unicorn, yep. which are two of the angstiest children's movies to come out of the that's 80s. That's pretty formative. That's some pretty formative shit right there. Some very formative shit. And if you guys haven't watched the, the last unicorn, oh man. Highly recommend is that one as well. And it comes with a, also a banging soundtrack because it's got um, America singing all of the songs. It was great. <laughs> and okay, so back to Twilight. Let's talk about racism. Okay, <laughs> we can talk about racism and then I'll talk about the final thing that I liked. Okay, so I was watching this movie and I thought it was, let's use the word interesting with air quotes. That you've got all of these white vampires coming from all over the world, all dressed in some sort of, like, modern fashion. The closest you got to, like, dressing of the era of, like, when they were turned was the little Russian vampires, which, by the way, loved them. They were hilarious. They also understood the assignment. They also understood. Like, the one that kept talking like Dracula, I was like, oh my god, you are just eating this scenery up and I love it. Yes. Um, But, like, then you have... The Amazon, the Amazon. Oh, yeah. Show, showing up in leathers and skins. And, like, I will tell you, they try to explain this away in the book as, like, they are, like, the first vampires. And they really, like, just shun all human interaction and contact. So that's why they don't wear, you know, manufactured clothing and why they're still wearing animal skins and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, really? So, like, the mm-hmm. savage ones. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's what you're telling me is that the brown ones are savages. Yep. Like that's where we're going with this. Yep. And like, but, but that also makes no sense when you've got this, like the hybrid human coming up, like he's only yeah. 250 years old. Like why is he shunning? Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? And also if these are the oldest vampires, like, and like all of these civilizations predate Western, you know, anything. Why are the Volturi in charge of all the vampires and the ones setting up all of the rules and laws? These are excellent questions, Marin. Yeah, so, like, anyway, that that is, I got, I got I, it was one of those things at the end where I was like, I'm pretty sure this is even worse than the rest of these movies. Because you still have Bella now being like, oh, yeah, oh, you, you really stink. do stink. You're yes. still a dog, blah, blah, yes. blah. And, like, and, but then you add in... All of these other vampires coming in, and you've got the Irish vampires wearing like fucking plaid. You've got like the the weird Eastern European ones wearing like I don't know funky coats. You've got Lee Pace being a goddamn rock star, but then you've got these brown ladies showing up in animal fur. Like, come on, dude, you did a racism <laughs> again, but like worse. Anyway, yes. Yes. That is my racism rant about Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. I mean, like, you know, you had to complete the set. I, I, you really did. You really did. We have not gone a single episode without a Twilight racism rant. We wouldn't want to start now. I mean, I don't know if there was... I don't know if we... I'm pretty confident we hit them all. I mean, somebody can tweet us if we did not. Maybe not... I don't remember anything particularly racist about the first one. Because we, we didn't did, know what we. I think we did talk about the 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 one the black word. character with his one line. I don't know. Yes, I think we did talk about that, but I also think we talked about the werewolf thing. 
Well, we didn't know about the werewolves back oh, then. Oh, that's right. We didn't know we were werewolves. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. I think but we, we might have about... talked about the one black character in the entire movie who then was never seen again. And also almost hit Bella with his car. Yeah. Almost killed Bella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, oh, I also said congrats on making the sexiest Twilight movie. <laughs> yes. Actually, though. <laughs> And I also, I think, I think, um, okay, the one thing I liked, the final thing I very much liked was I thought Bella's power was actually very good. I did too. Like, yeah, it's a I good did too. power. Yes. It is, unfortunately, the most boring power. It is. And so while I support the decision to give her that power in spite of its boringness, it makes for bad movie. It, it it sure does. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is an interesting decision. Possibly the only interesting decision this entire series ever makes. Yeah. And yet it is absolutely the worst thing to watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it wasn't a decision of the movie, obviously. That was from the books. Um, right, right. But yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh... I mean, they made everybody sparkle. You couldn't have made the visual effect at least a little more interesting. Right. Come on. Right. Come on. Also, I I wrote this down in my notes. I don't remember there being this many voiceovers in the, any of their other movies, like, combined. Yeah. I was... It was like they couldn't bother to create a coherent, cohesive narrative without having Bella tell us what was happening. Absolutely not. Next. They had no, I mean, to be, I I don't even think they were working from very much. I didn't read the book, obviously. I will never read the book. But uh, like. I, I'm going to be 100% honest. I did not bother to finish it. Like. I, I got to the I got to the part where I was reading about Jacob being in love with her egg. And I was like, you know what? I think I might be done. I just. And this is where I'm coming from, in that, like, there was no tension. There's no tension. They're assembling their crack team of vampire heroes. Well, I do, I did, okay. And speaking of assembling the crack team of vampire heroes, I did love the subplot of that masochistic relationship between Kate and Garrett. Like, um, that Lee was, Pace's character. That was fun. That was so, like, at least that made it more interesting than just all of these people showing up to sit around and watch a little girl grow up. Yeah. Yeah. I just... I, I also want to say that if we are going to wait for, like, half a movie to have Bella look, like, look at the book that the note was torn from, you needed to not show us the back of the page so early because I was like screaming at Bella to go look at that fucking book. <laughs> I was like, the fact that it took you so long to check out the book on your, on your shelf was like really actually pretty embarrassing. Like why did it take you so long to look at this? And don't tell me it's because you were constantly 100% of the day thinking about having sex with Edward. Yeah. I mean, okay. All right. Going into, I mean, obviously you knew you were going to get spoiled. When you listen to this podcast, it's been how it is. Uh, I'm sorry. Is anybody, is anybody <laughs> listening to this who's like, hmm, maybe I'll watch Breaking Dawn part two. 
like, we've already done been talking about these movies for, like, several months now. If you haven't already sat down and watched all of them prior to listening to this, you weren't going to. You weren't waiting to hear our thoughts about it before you watched it. So. So spoilers abound. You're right. Spoilers abound for the final end of fucking Twilight. Everybody dies the end. I goddamn wish. I know. Well, I, honestly, when I was watching it, I was like, the, the first time, the back in like 11 billion years ago, um, when I was watching it, I was like, I don't remember this part in the books where everybody dies. Is this how it ended? And I was actually kind of excited about it because like, you know, yeah. angst. Yeah, yeah okay. Here so here we go. We're, we're, I'm going to come back to the, the looking at the book as a con, as in context here. Okay. So, we go into this final fucking showdown with the Volturi, which, just so you know, looked fucking pathetic. It did. It looked horrible, because we already know the CG is bad, and they filmed the thing against a green screen. Two, they had this big wide shot, and just, just so you guys know, if you, like, haven't watched this movie, don't, but, like, the crack team of vampires is a sum total of about 17 people. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at the, the shot from their point of view at the Volturi, it looks like a big old army. Mm-hmm. But in this wide shot that they pan to try and give it some cinematic scope, that's like 40 people. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you've got like 20 people on one side and 40 people on the other side. And you're doing this wide cinematic shot that's meant to like show invading armies. And it looks fucking pathetic <laughs> yeah uh, i also want to point out that like at least we got to see that um like um that fight happen with all of those hilarious parts because the book is told from first person point of view from bella's pov so you didn't get that oh my god this, but i was I this did. whole mo- like the whole book is 900 pages or oh something god. like it is Hang on, let me get there. At the very, very end, it's seven hundred fifty-four pages. Sorry, that's but so that's still too, that's, that's still too, too many. many. That's still too many. And the whole thing comes to this big showdown that is a fucking conversation. Yeah, but okay. But in the movie, in the yes. movie, you get this climactic battle, and it's really actually very fun. It like, is. Everybody is using their powers. Heads are popping off everywhere they fucking killed carlisle they also killed seth which i have to say was probably the saddest thing that happened that was a fucking gut punch that was a gut punch punch. that was again the only two gut punches i've had in this entire series are to do with seth yes (laughs) yes yes like he is the only person i actually want to survive leah and seth are the only two i care about anymore yeah and that was in like i mean it was a crazy battle and then Alice shows up, and then she starts popping off because this whole idea is that the Volturi are coming to, uh, they want to pardon one person, and he wants somebody with Alice's powers or whatever because she can see the future, right? Mm-hmm. And so she starts going crazy and killing people, and like Bella's doing her shit, and Bella and Edward team up to kill the final big bad guy, and then it all zooms out, and it was just a fucking. Vision. I mean, that one, Maggie Grace still died. Yeah. 
I don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, her sisters did. Yeah. And I'm just like, are you fucking serious right now? Did they you just were. fucking Dallas me? Did you did. just fucking Dallas me? I have mm-hmm. sat through five of these fucking movies mm-hmm. for you to Dallas me. Mm. I mean, I'm going to say it could have been worse. They, they could have Bob showed you. reversed every interesting decision they made. They could have Bob Newhart showed you. I actually don't know how that one ends. He wakes up in bed and the whole show was a dream. No, that's what happens in Dallas. Is that what happens in Dallas? That's what happens in Dallas. Dallas stole it from the Bob Newhart show. That's that's hysterical. I've never watched Dallas. I mean, and I was just like, every interesting decision you have ever made happened in this battle, A. Yeah, yep. And you just wiped it clean. Yeah. Literally, there is not, anyway. So my point was, coming, becoming, so getting there, and then going back to what you were saying about looking at the book, it was like she was attempting to set up a heist, but there was nothing slick or cool or fun about it. It was Ocean 17, but written by Stephanie Meyer. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the title of the episode. about this movie and it was all a heist and you can't make a heist movie without it being slick or cool and fun well you also can't make a heist movie without the heist well the heist was alice pulling the reverse vision on the bad you know it would have been more fun if we'd gone to wherever it was or the amazon with alice to find this dude yeah that would have been a more interesting movie would have and like what really really fucking gets me about this fucking movie is that there is not a single fucking consequence for Bella making this decision to become a vampire. Zero. Consequence, consequence, consequence. Um, She makes bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. Everybody loves her. She gets everything she wants. She even gets a baby, which isn't even supposed to happen. Who's going to be immortal for a hundred... Maggie Grace killed. I don't know if she cares, though. She doesn't give a fuck. And yeah. to be frank, Maggie Grace did get Maggie Grace killed. I mean, she did make the think the poor choice of trusting the Volturi. Not even trusting the Volturi. Just not even talking to the Cullens. Like, True. full on, she saw the girl jump, assumed she was an immortal child, didn't talk to the Cullens about it at all. And the Cullens are, well, like, they're friends. Yeah, yeah, they are. They were friends. And she just fully was like, nope. Peace. Uh-huh. Run away with that assumption. That that uh battle sequence was clearly the most fun that any of those actors had during filming. Absolutely. They put one hundred percent of their effort into that, where they probably gave about fifty percent the rest of the time. And they all looked super hot. And they all look super hot and competent. And competent. And Kay Stu's hair was so big. Yeah. Like, she had at least $300 worth of extensions in there. 
I did put in my notes that I want Renesmee's hair. Oh, her hair was great. Her hair was glorious. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, the battle sequence was absolutely the most interesting, most fun these movies have had since the baseball scene. And we had three <sighs> movies between the two. I miss the baseball scene. That that scene was good. That scene was good. Yeah. No, you're right. I also wrote down that this movie fails for not having Jessica in it. Yeah. What the fuck was that about? They even had like the full wrap up sequence. Why didn't you just fucking bring Jessica in for the wrap up sequence? Yeah. That's where she should have been. Yep. Making starky comments about how fucking Bella was pregnant. Clearly. Yeah. Cause now she's got this kid. Although her kid is so old now. Yeah, right. Like, her kid's like eight. But, like... (laughs) I told you there was a child involved! Or, like, even just a shot of, like, Jessica opening her mail and getting, like, a birthday invitation for a kid's party. (laughs) Like, at the end of the credits? At the end of the credits? (laughs) No, that's what they should have done in all of the Twilights. Is like at the end where Marvel has like the teaser for whatever new hero it's, is. It's just Jessica, Jessica every single time snarking <laughs> about something that's like entirely incidental to the plot of the movie. Yeah, no, I would, I would watch the fuck out of that. I would stay for the entire credits. I would absolutely stay for the entire. After sitting through, subjecting myself for to the two hours. Mm-hmm. I will say, actually, I think this is true. I might be wrong, but it, I do feel like. In part because we had credit sequences on both ends, at least Breaking Dawn Part 2 wasn't a massive slog. No. And that has been my biggest complaint about the last, like, three fucking movies. Yeah. (laughs) And so, like, this one did clip along at much faster pace, which I very much appreciated as somebody who hated every second of it. (laughs) I didn't hate every second of it. I because didn't. The f- there were clearly seconds I did not hate of it. The fight scene was The fight fun. scene was very fun. I mean, eating the, the baby was, was hilarious. CGI baby was both disturbing and hilarious. And wife guy Edward was actually I was into it. I like finally, here's an Edward I don't hate. Yeah. But there was nothing to recommend There was nothing in, about this movie that made it worth it to watch the other four movies. Even though it might actually be my favorite of all of them. Yeah, no. I I think I'm done watching these for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm absolutely never returning to this oh, ever again. I've, Even if somebody's like, anybody is fun, we'll get by high and watch Twilight and make fun of it. I will be like, no. No. There is no point. These are not even bad enough to make fun of. Well, you. but also you've already been done that. Like, I you need to do, do something else. I have grown as a person maybe i feel like i've regressed as a person really through watching these no i don't know it's whatever doesn't kill me makes me stronger right i think i think that i think that we have at least just kind of evened out (laughs) i think that i think that if we watched these and took them very seriously then i would have some questions but like (laughs) I feel like we watched this with a healthy amount of like, what the absolute fuck? That like, you know, I feel like we're at a a moral neutral here. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Oh my god. 
So I know that you probably didn't look at this, but my recap for this game. I have not watched. I have not looked at it. It is nothing but uh, tweets and gifts because oh my God. I decided that if I if the stars are not going to put any effort into the game, neither was I. <laughs> We're speaking so, about the game on uh, January fourteenth against the Panthers, the one that they lost seven to one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, I just I obviously this is not a hockey podcast anymore, but we haven't changed the name. So I don't even know. Like I almost find it funnier. I, I kind of do, too. Like, come for the hockey and stay for us talking about romance movies. Um, but uh, I somebody somebody um, somebody complimented my, my recap, and they were like, uh, as I opened this, I was thinking, poor Marin got stuck with recapping this debacle, but I felt less bad when I saw the Twitter gifts left on her doorstep. Good job. <laughs> like, Thanks. That's nice. I feel A like... A lot of people... <laughs> A lot of people posted gifts in their responses, which is just cute. That's cute. That's great. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, maybe it's not fair to say about this particular movie, but the amount of effort of the to- sum total Twilight series definitely feels like it lost seven to one to the Panthers. Oh, it does. It absolutely did. Uh, I don't even think it was in the game. I don't even know if it got the one. Well, I got the one. You got, got the, the one. one. We got a, we got baseball and we got battle sequence. I think that is it. And we got yeeting a baby. And we got yeeting a, a baby. <laughs> into a fire, which was just all kinds of hilarious. So, okay, they got the one. Yeah, I think this I think this is very much like this Panthers game tonight. Absolutely boring and listless except for like the the few moments of joy. Yeah. If you had to rank And I have I didn't even think about this question prior, so I'm I'm going fresh in with you. Where would, how, like, what's your top, like, how do you order the five movies? So, I think the first Twilight is number one for me. Mm-hmm. And Breaking Dawn Part Two is number two. Um, I guess New Moon would be number three. Wait, which one is that? That's the second one. Okay. Um, the third one would be next, and the body horror baby shit would be last. The third one is also bad because it's got all that weird shit with Jacob and, like, Bella punching him and Charlie disappointing us. But that still wasn't as bad as watching Bella turn skeletal. Yeah. I think I'm, watching, I'm close Watching to a baby you. be bitten out of her. <laughs> I think, I think breaking, I think this was my favorite of all of the Twilights. Which is Yeah, it, honestly, it's pretty close for me between the, the first one and this one. Um, but. I, I'm going to, I'm actually. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking ranks just a little bit. Uh, this is my favorite, so this is my number one, breaking down okay. part two. Uh, regular Twilight is my number two. Okay. Um, and then I am going to, I guess, yeah, I mean, God. I'm, I am going to put regular Breaking Dawn, part one, as number three. Wow. New Moon is number four, and then the third one is Eclipse as number five. I fucking wow. hate it. Wow. Because what happens, the problem for me is that those two were just so fucking long and tedious, and I just hated every moment of my life. And even though we got really gross body horror, at least something was fucking happening. And they got to have sex. I mean, there is that. 
<sighs> no, I can't watch there. I mean, I actually skipped through a lot of the body horror shit. I just can't watch it. So the fact that it's unwatchable for me has to make it. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's totally valid. It's an extreme. Yeah. I mean, clearly these are an opinionated ranking. Oh, sure, sure, sure. No, I was just I was thinking about my ranking based on your mm-hmm. ranking and whether or not I would change it. And I don't think I am. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm sticking with my original. And I mean, like, I think for me, like the level of writing in all of them is just so bad. Yeah. <laughs> that like you can't. It has to be about how much, how about watchability. It has to be yeah. about watchability. And just because I don't, I mean, granted, I was a little, at the time we watched it, a little sensitive to the stomach uh, for the body horror, but I watch fucking Criminal Minds. I'm watching Criminal Minds right now. In fact, I paused in the middle of possibly the most fun episode of Criminal Minds I've seen in many months. Which one? <laughs> uh, it's, the, it's, it's the one where they're all doing stuff on their day off. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. It's really cute. It's actually, yeah. like, almost makes it worth it. Does not. It does not make it worth it. But, like, feels like a good present for having sat through fucking 15 seasons of that show. Have you... I can't remember when this happened in that show, but you, have you seen the episode with the clowns? Yes. That opening scene where the clown slides out from under the bed, fucking that terrifying. looks rent-free in my head fucking terrifying like i think about that all the goddamn time i that is, is another show that i actually literally just put on in the background and kind of pay attention to oh yeah i so watched it, 15 seasons of that while i was working so like there was very little paying attention mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. but that's one of those formulaic shows you don't really need to pay attention to so and that's kind of why this particular episode feels like <clears throat> a gift yeah because it's sure. not the formula like there's yeah. a little bit of a it, the plot B is the formula, but like, it's not the the main plot is that they're all just doing stuff on their day off. It feels yeah. a lot like the episodes of Leverage. That's the girls' night out, boys' night out job. Yes, that's the feeling. Like it started, and I was like, oh my god, it's girls' night out. <laughs> like, that is exactly how I felt when I started watching that show. Yeah, no, episode. that episode is a good one for sure. Oh my god, what are we gonna watch next? That's a really good question. I feel like we should take advantage of my Passion Flix subscription. We before. need, to, yes. Le, like, let's do a palette cleanser. Okay. With Passion Flix. Okay. Maybe pick a couple of titles and we can put them out as a poll and people will know nothing about them. Okay. And people can pick solely based on title. <clears throat> I, I will do that. So that means, people, that if you're going to pick this, you can't cheat and look at what the movies are about. No cheating. I will, I will say, so I uh, have been recording my, the books that, or sorry, the movies that I watch on Letterboxd, uh-huh. and I got my year-end wrap-up, and I had this, um, I had this absolutely wild, like, favorite director from last year, and I was like, I have no idea who the fuck this is, and I looked it up, and apparently she's just, like, the person that is listed as director of every single Passion Flicks movie, because <laughs> I watched every single one last year. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. That, that does track. All right. That makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm, yep. That's me. <laughs> favorite director. Favorite, favorite movie house. Passion flicks. <laughs> Give me them boobies. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. I like boobs. I mean, that's called passion flicks because they are the racy romances. Hey, you know what? We've been, we're in year three of a pandemic. Let's fucking go. I am so tired of this panoramic. Give me sex. And I think that's where we ended for today. 
excited. My mother will be so proud. As always, you can find us on our social media. I'm at Classlicity. I am at Marinish. <laughs> and our official Twitter is at TeamHockey. Uh, if you have a longer recommendation for a movie or any thoughts about the Twilight Saga, you can email us at deephearthockey at gmail.com. Yeah. And please go to our Twitter, vote in our poll. Don't cheat. Strict honor system here, guys. You gotta, you, but you have to tell us what to watch next. This was your fault. This entire saga was your fault. This yes. entire saga was your fucking fault. So yep. take responsibility. Go vote. I will tell you, by the way, that now that we have watched the entire Twitter uh, Twilight Saga, there is no fucking way in hell that I will be watching the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. So don't Zero. even try to suggest it. I am not doing it. Nope. Nope. I know I said bring me sex, but not that. <laughs> not that. I'm not watching it. No. Yeah, that's not happening. No. I know that now that I've said it, everybody's going to try to like pencil that in for the vote. It's just not happening. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we have for you again. That's all we have for you today. Bye. Watch Encanto and don't talk about Bruno. Bye. <laughs>